What is going on, bros of discussion listeners? This is episode 21, and what better way but Survivor Series weekend. And I am so excited. I know everybody's getting excited about Thanksgiving coming up, eating and everything. But War Games uh, premiere live event this weekend with Fanboy Babe and Big Kev. What's going on? Hey, what's happening, Fanboy Dave? Yeah, man, we're going to be breaking it down. And this is one of my favorite premium live events of the year. Of course, it's one of the big four. Uh, I just like the thought and of Survivor Series. You got a group, a team. As you know, we both done sports in the past and, you know, I coached and things of that nature. So I like Survivor Series because of that. Uh, but I figured, Fanboy Dave, we kind of have a little fun this week. And let's create our own Survivor Series team. Now, I've talked to you prior to, and we're going to have a team that is on the current roster, and we're going to create a team from the inactive roster. So that could be WWE alum, that could be Hall of Famers, but they cannot be active on the roster on the old school team. Some of the things that we talked about real briefly, we're going to make it short and sweet. Basically, uh, only one of the four members could have been a WWE Undisputed champion, that's world heavyweight champion, that's the ECW champion, that's any type of heavyweight champion. Now, they could be an IC title holder, they can be a European champion, they could have been a tag team champion, but ultimately can't be a WWE champion except for one of them. Now, you don't have to choose a champion. In fact, I'm kind of toying with not even including a champion for me, but so we'll have an old school team and a, and a new school team. And again, one inactive and one that's active. And you have to have four. Now, it could be men's team. It could be a women's team. But I figure this might be fun to kind of kick things off for Survivor Series week. How are we going to start this off with uh, your current WWE roster uh, dream team versus my dream team? Well, if you want to play it like that, I wasn't going to do my team versus your team. But uh, you know what? I kind of want – let's go – let's flip it, man. Let's flip it old school first. Only because – I would like to kind of segue in our current roster into the war games because maybe some of our participants on our current roster. Let's kick things off old school. Man, I think of Survivor Series. I think of grittiness. I think of tough because you got outlast your opponent too. You can't just, um, you know, it's very methodical. It's a long match. You know, you got your one-on-ones. And I feel like you're going to have to have some people that have some toughness to them. So I'm going to run it down and I'm going to save my uh, team captain for last, but uh, I'm going to start things off. And and surprisingly, the people I chose, I don't know. I just have this um, mindset of just toughness and and people that can actually hurt people. And and I say this because they're not necessarily people I would have cheered back. The only one of them that I wrote down, three of them, I got my fourth in my head, my captain. But the other ones, I, I, I really am not huge fans of them, but I just feel like, man, I could use them based on their background and based on how they perform. Uh, I can't pick four uh, WWE champions, right? Yeah, you can't. You can only, one of them could be a, they could have been a champion at some point. And of course, as you know, this is all in prime, like in their prime. It's not, obviously they're not, you know, we can't have a 60 year old a guy right now be on my team, but this is all in their prime. So let, let's just go ahead and kick it off. My first person, Ken Shamrock, just because the world's of the most dangerous man. Hey, I think with him having so many of those uh, UFC MMA holds, uh, he's going to be maybe tapping some people out. And so, and he's so tough. You you talk about the background of his uh, childhood and uh, 
Yeah, man, Ken Shamrock is going to be my pick. Of course, he was a former Intercontinental Champion, but he never held the WWE title. And I think he's one of those people that fits in the category that he never needed the title uh, just because he he was already legit. Uh, same thing with Brock. Brock nowadays doesn't need the title per se because everyone knows he's legit badass. So, But Ken Shamrock is going to go off with my first pick on my Survivor Series team. Nice, good pick. That? Nice, good pick. Kid Shamrock, most dangerous man, intercontinental champion, uh, came from the background of UFC martial arts. Um, Fought in the first ever UFC match. Yes, definitely. So uh, I could see why you went with that. So if we're playing chess and not checkers, I'm going to have to uh, get you with, what a rush. And that's big. Hawk. From the Legion of Doom. I like that one. Muscle power. I mean, not only just power, but just coming down the ring and setting the tone and setting the presence of just like the awe, like, oh my goodness, I'm facing this guy with the spikes coming out of his shoulder pads. Man. Because I mean, a lot of people need to understand, I mean, before uh, the Legion of Doom, there were the World Warriors and WCW. I mean, this tag team, I mean, giving still props to Animal as well, but if I had to pick one, I'm not taking both. I'm taking Hawk. I mean, he was just bigger batter muscular i mean that dude uh was a big war horse who had power um that i think could um do something to ken shamrock yeah man you know what um i am kind of surprised by that i just that definitely threw me for a 180 there i, I didn't expect you to come up with it one of the best tag team half of the best tag team in uh back in the 80s and 90s for sure man wow hawk all right man well we'll move on my second pick now this person has held the WWE title. However, not in this persona. Did I, did I give a little way? Bang, bang! That's it. Cactus Jack is on the attack. Man, Fanboy Dave, you are solid and you're good. I almost gave you another hit by saying he was one of these three faces. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cactus Jack. You're talking about the man of the Texas Deathmatch. You're talking about Cactus Jack who can withstand a lot of pain. I need a little wrestling in my action. I can't just put drop down to a hold and throw him in a, a, a headlock like Ken Shamrock and put him in an arm move. I need somebody that can wrestle. I need somebody that can last and, ex, uh, you know, take a lot of pain. Now, again, Cactus Jack, yes, Mankind held the title, WWE title, but Cactus Jack did not. So uh, Cactus Jack does qualify for that. He is not my champion, but he's definitely on my team. How do you like that pick? Cactus well, Jack. The thing about the thing about Cactus Jack, uh, he was an innovator, you know, doing a lot more high risk stuff before people were doing that, you know, um, through the tables or just uh, letting his body just go all over. I mean, Cactus Jack is probably a WCW legend um, in itself, just because he was just known as the wild man, like the guy that was going to give you that spike pile driver through a table. And, you know, those back in the 80s like that, you had to be very careful because that spike pile driver, you could uh, probably um, hurt somebody or even paralyze them. So for them to trust uh, uh, Mick Foley, um, a.k.a. B. Cactus Jack, to do those kinds of things, I mean, with thumbtacks and all that. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's a brawler. That That's a that's a good pick uh, to be on that team for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I definitely, you know, you kind of toy with what do you want to go with? Do you want to kind of mix it up? And have some high flyers in there. Do you want just like pure muscle? You just want pure tough guys? Because, man, 
and, or and then or do you kind of go with a mix but man i, I kind of want just wanted to go with just people that i felt like that were just gritty and that could just be a survivor and so those were my rationales between those two first picks man cactus jack is on the attack baby uh fanboy did what you got for your second pick you got hawk and now we're about to hit your number two yeah speaking of you got you know two good solid wrestlers with ken shamrock and cactus jack on your team I, I was just thinking, and this is all on the fly. Um, I need someone that's a technical wrestler, maybe someone of uh, excellence execution, but maybe not. I need the black heart, Owen Hart. Woo! Hey, you know what? Owen Hart was uh, one of the first persons on my list because we know he didn't have a title, but my goodness, he could be a high flyer. He could be a technical wrestler. He can work with bigs. Uh, he's just an all-around uh, go-to. He was an Intercontinental uh, Champion. I mean, he was the, yeah, he was the Blackheart Intercontinental Champion, the Tag Team Champion with the Bulldog and Yokozuna. King of the Ring winner. King of the Ring. Um, yeah, you you don't have to convince me otherwise. He was definitely on my mind when I was going to come up with a team. I just went in a different direction. But uh, absolutely, Owen Hart. Could you just imagine him uh, being able to wrestle with Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, when those guys started to come in, uh, Ed, uh, Crispin Wall, some of those guys. Could you just imagine? Oh, yeah, that would have been some good uh, television and things like that uh, because, I mean, having a technical wrestler and for him to be able to adapt to any kind of style just because uh, even though I am not a big fan of the Heart Dynasty or the Heart Dungeon. Well, why not? <laughs> we know why. Um, because you know, just like you know, some days are you and are you got to pick? Are you a Longhorn fan? You're an Aggie fan? There was a lot of things that happened in the '90s between the Hart Foundation and Shawn Michaels and Degeneration X, so you had to pick a side. Um, but yeah, definitely to have them have those matches would have been uh, phenomenal to see. But I think that's why I picked him as my uh, second um, wrestler on this team. Because um, going along with Hawk's power, I still need to have a technician that can put these wrestling moves on and wear an opponent down uh, so uh, we could get the advantage. Yeah, man, I absolutely love that pick. Uh, and you know what? That's funny. I, I was very, I was going to, my jaw was starting to drop because I thought you were going to say Bret Hart, which I just didn't think was going to come out of a Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, not only a fan, but one of the biggest fans. And, and Bret Hart was going to be my uh, team captain, but I, I think I switched it last second. Uh, my next pick is going to throw you for another swerve here, a UFC, former UFC fighter as well, Dan Severin, the beast Dan Severin. Oh, the beast Dan Severin. Now, the only, and again, not somebody that I would technically be all excited to watch for on Monday Night Raw, but man, this is a legitimate uh, tough guy, UFC heavyweight champion. He was an NWA champion. He, but he was never a WWE champion. And again, with the background of all those holds and, and being a legit fighter, I'm going with Dan Severn to be on my Survivor Series team. Yeah, Dan Severn, I mean, he really didn't have a, a decent career in the WWE or back then WWF. But I mean, yes, he could still count. I mean, he, he had some okay matches. And he really never made the transition from being a fighter to a sports entertainer. A lot of times, I, I mean, I think nowadays it's a little bit easier with social media but and the, and the way things are now. But just back then, he just really, I don't really think he really connected with the fans a lot. 
Um, yeah, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, he didn't connect. I just, you know, I think he just didn't have that charisma. He didn't have that, uh, you know, true interaction with the fans, you know, that Ken Shamrock was able to obtain. But I feel like there's a place of, for Dan Severin on my Survivor Series team just based on his accolades and his accomplishments as a fighter. Um, and <clears throat> without having to be a professional wrestler for a long time, he can be like an Owen Hart. Same thing with Ken Shamrock, where, uh, like you said, we can wear them down. We can wear our opponents down. Um, so, yeah, Dan Severn, man, uh, I just thought about him. I, you know, didn't want to go with the traditional uh, answers. So, uh, Dan Severn is going to make my team on the Survivor well, Series team. Well, if if you thought my first pick was uh, put you for a loop, my third pick is really going to make you get out of your seat. So, let me introduce myself as Armando Alejandro Estrada. And I need everybody to listen to me. And let me introduce you to my Samoan bulldozer, Umaga. That that definitely threw me off. Uh, why did you pick Umaga? Of course, you know, we he recently passed away a few years back and he's part of the Samoan dynasty. Uh, was that one of your reasons why picking Umaga? Probably no, one of the you... best, uh, you know, arguably it was, one of Vince McMahon's favorite uh, Samoans to have in his company. Yeah, no, I, I, you threw me off with that Dan Sermon's pick, so I needed somebody to <laughs> take him because I mean, my, my, um, my initial pick was going to be Bam Bam Bigelow, but I was like, I need somebody more powerful than Bam Bam Bigelow, so I had to go with Umaga. Wow, and 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 if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Umaga ever held the WWE title. No, he did not. He was a, a intercontinental champion. But the thing about Umaga, what made him so great in the Samoan dynasty, because a lot of people, you know, now possibly know, but back then didn't know that when Yokozuna started, you know, they thought he was, you know, Asian, but he's actually Samoan. And they made you believe it was. And the thing with Umaga, when he first came out with three minute warning, uh, when Eric Bischoff was in power and then to change into the Samoan bulldozer just shows that Samoan's dynasty is everything that everybody says that that dynasty is. Um, and with the pressure of that family to live up to the hype that Umaga could change from three minute warning to being uh, a fear competitor with that Samoan spike and having a, a, a good run. And he even still gets um, like we had talked about Eddie Guerrero getting um Praises like with uh, uh, the bloodline, the Usos, when they do the running um, backside to your head. I mean, that was from Umaga. So that's always paying homage to him when they do that to the opponent. You know, I, I like that pick. Uh, de you definitely have a diverse team so far. You got Hawk of the Road Warriors. You have Owen Hart. And now you have Umaga. So uh, you definitely have a uh, well-diverse team so far. I'll, I'll actually, you know. Not bad so far. Got a little bit of this. He's going to beat your team. That's why I told you. I don't know if you're going to beat my team. My team captain uh, is going to kind of stick with the uh, tough guy persona, but he was a past champion, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? One of the best WWE champions of all time and the sense of a company guy. Um, he's definitely on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. Uh, definitely took it to the next level uh, after Hulk Hogan left. Um, as far as the next star and didn't really wrestle very long in the company in WWE. Um, I believe he was only like 39, 38 when he, uh, he left 
the company after his last match with The Rock at Mania 18 there in Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with Steve Austin, and, and that wasn't really somebody I thought I was going to put on my team up until I thought, you know what, I'm going to have to get a champion. Bret Hart I thought about, Kurt Angle I thought about just because of the people I have. But as you know, Steve Austin and uh, Mick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude Love, uh, they used to team together. They used to be roommates on the road. Um, so uh, that connection with the team uh, have some uh, unity there. So I'm going to go Stone Cold Steve Austin as my team captain uh, with Kim Texas Shamrock, Rattlesnake. Cactus Jack, Dan Severin, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Man, what a team. I mean, you got Texas Rattlesnake. You got um, Dan Severin. Two-time and- WWE uh, Royal Rumble winner. Um, of course, multi-champion uh, of the Intercontinental Why? Champion. A tag team champion. Speaking of tag team champion, with Dude Love, Cactus Jack's uh, other persona, uh, when he won the title against Owen and Davey Boy um, in San Antonio, uh, Texas, at a Raw. So uh, great connection there. Just thought about that, too. But yeah, Stone Cold is going to be my team captain as I'm keeping on with that tough guy, going to outlast you, uh, outwork you uh, mentality. And Steve Austin is going to be my captain. And uh, yeah, man, I, I kind of like that team. Well, I'm sure you probably think, well, since you went with Stone Cold, I'm going to go with The Rock. But I am going to go with the first, because I know they call AJ Styles like a little bulldog, but the first bulldog that could take it to anybody that would um, give you a show if you were in Madison Square Garden or if you were in uh, uh, Lukenbach, Texas. Luna Michonne? The icon, the main event, Mr. WrestleMania, the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, Sean, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, my gosh. When you said the first Bulldog, I was thinking Dynamite Kid. Like, I don't think David would pick him. HBK? Of course, HBK's on your team. Go figure that one. Uh, Not you're the biggest, about- but he had it. He 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 took it to anybody. He took it to Psycho Sid. He took it to Diesel. He took it to anybody that was bigger than him because, like he said, he is going to give you a show that you will remember. And that's why he is the true uh, captain of the Survivor Series team. Man, I can't hate on that pick. Uh, you're talking about someone that's been in an Ironman match with Bret Hart going into overtime in that match. They're at Anaheim, California, WrestleMania 12. You're talking about a WWE Royal Rumble winner. Man, unbelievable match. I remember that match. He was flying over with uh, British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, and he outlasted him. Entrance number one. Entrance number one. Uh, Just like Ric Flair, he lasted in 92. So, man, very interesting uh, team there. You got, again, you got Hawk. So you got a little power there. You got Owen Hart, who's very diverse, just like HBK. Uh, and then you got Umaga uh, for that power uh, and that toughness as well. So, man, great diverse team there. We're going to have to let some people vote on that, man. I don't know. Maybe they can get on our Twitter feed and think what team, old school team, is the better team. Ken Shamrock, Cactus Jack, Dan Severin, Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Hawk of LOD, Owen Hart, Umaga, and, of course, Mr. Uh, WrestleMania himself, HBK. Like it. Love it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to take a look at the current roster and uh, let you know who uh, Big Kev, myself, and uh, Fanboy Dave is going to pick on our current roster of the Survivor Series. And then we're going to break down the card coming up this Saturday for Survivor Series 2022 War Games. We'll be back. 
Welcome back to Brothers of Discussion, guys. I hope you're having uh, fun with us because I know we are. We're having some fun thinking and reflecting about some superstars of the past. Uh, and we're going to be talking about our teams of the current roster. Again, only one could have held a WWE title. Uh, again, IC titles okay. A tag team titles okay. 24-7 titles okay. Uh, but again, if they were a WWE uh, undisputed champion, uh, we only can have one of the four. Uh, and so, uh, Fanboy Dave, I got to kick off my team. I'm going to let you kick off your team of the current roster. Uh, who do you have as one of your four team members for the Survivor Series matchup? Well, this guy, everybody thought he was already dead in the water, but he made a statement, I mean, that we haven't got to talk about. Um, but the man with not having any more gimmick about I'm the youngest this, I'm the youngest that, I need my cell phone. I'm starting out with Austin Theory, the new and improved theory. Now, why why go Austin Theory here? I mean, obviously, the current events makes me kind of ponder that answer um, and think like, well, why is he, where's he going with this? No doubt he's talented. No doubt he's young. But where he's at currently, uh, not looking good for him, but not to take away anything from him. What makes you think Austin Theory? Uh did you guys just see the carnage he did on Monday Night Raw last week? It is like he is meant for business. And now that he is just like basically to throw a, um, a baseball term in here, you just had Aaron Judge, even though I'm a Astro fan, go, go, Strohs, go, um, bet on himself and not sign a contract. And now he's going to probably get the biggest contract of his life. And he bet on himself. And now it looks like that Austin Theory is like, look, all I need to worry about is making me happy and I'm going to do what I want and when I want and how he destroyed Seth Rollins uh, at the end of Monday Night Raw and this aggression. I think that's just what you need. You got to like, not like he said, he's not a kid anymore. He's the man and that he's just going to just go out there and do what he wants to do and hurt people. So, I mean, that's what I need since he's got this um, bullseye on anybody that stands in his way. So that would be my first pick. For my survivors. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, he's got that Bobby Lashley, the almighty one, uh, kind of uh, mentality right now. Like, you know what? I'm just going to be me, and I could care less. So, no. Hey, man, Austin Theory is good. I'm not going to pick him because he's on your team, and he wasn't going to be one of my top four. But I'm going to kind of hurt you right here because uh, I think he's one of your favorites. He's never been a WWE Undisputed Champion world title holder, but uh, we could maybe see him on the horizon. And I'm going with my first pick, Cody. Poor Cody Dave is kind of sad about that. He wanted him on his team. But I'm going to go with Cody because of the knowledge and experience that he's had. Um, not a huge fan of Cody, to be honest. Um, not that I don't like him because I, I don't. I would like to see him perform. But no one that I'm going to stand up and cheer for if he comes out of the curtain. Now, obviously, if he's in a compelling match and I'm there live, I'm going to cheer him on. But, uh, but I'm going with Cody for those bases because – Coming from the roads, I know he's got that knowledge, and I know he's got that toughness. Again, somebody like an Owen Hart that can work big, work small, and is very smart uh, when it comes to entering work. I'm going with Cody Rhodes for my first pick on the current roster. That's a really, really good pick. I like that pick. Cody Rhodes, you know, coming from son of a plumber. Yes, he does have the knowledge. He um, is still um, – on the rehab so we're saying that this would be if he was 100 healthy right yes of course yeah no doubt 
Yeah, so now good pick. Who do you have coming in in your number two spot? You got Austin Theory, and then now we have who? Who's your second pick? This was tough because, I mean, a lot of the guys that have power have been, you know, a champion. So I couldn't pick Bray. I can't pick Braun. I would have to go with um, Omas. Omas. Interesting, because I thought about him, and I thought about when I was thinking about the old school team. I was like, where do I want to go with this? The land of the Giants? Should I go with the Andre the Giant? Nah, I don't know. But uh, going on the current roster, man, you got the biggest one of them all, Omas. No doubt. Very um, inexperienced when it comes to ring work as a whole. Uh, but you can't teach size, as uh, somebody in the in the company used to say. You can't teach that. And you just can't. I mean, when you have size and you're trying to tro- chop that tree down, you better have someone to chop it down. Because uh, that's one tall and one big, massive man to chop down. Omos. Yeah, but- when it comes down to Survivor Series, you're just trying to win one match. You're not trying to get match after match. I mean, trying to win, uh, be uh, the sole survivor or your team to be survivor to win at Survivor Series. And he was in a match that we recently saw this past summer at the end of summer that was kind of in a similar uh, surviving mode match. And that was the money in the bank, which we gave him high praise for. I think it was probably his best work so far. His match with Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel was good. Don't get me wrong, but I really thought he shined in that Money in the Bank match. And that was, um, in essence, uh, survival mode uh, for sure. So, no, I, I like that pick for those reasons that you laid out. It makes sense. Uh, I'm going to go on to my number two pick. I, th- I thought about Riddle, and that might be one of yours that you might want to put on your team. But I'm going to skip Riddle only because I kind of went down that road and path with my old school guys as far as that background and knowledge. But I'm going to go with Tomasa Champa as one of my – Survivor Series picks, uh, not a WWE champion, has held the NXT championship, but not the current WWE Undisputed Championship. But I feel like, again, a technician, someone that could uh, is very gritty. I'm looking for just somebody that can be a team player. And he definitely was a team player with The Miz up until this point. We don't know where that's going still, but uh, I'm going to go with Tomasa Champion. Yeah, Tomasa Champion, uh, part of DY. Is it DYN or DIY? DIY, um, yeah, with uh, Johnny Wrestling, a uh, lot of uh, accolades in uh, NXT uh, with um, Johnny Wrestling and by himself when he was the NXT champion. He called it Goldie. Um, really good in the ring, even though he's a little bit older than most WWE superstars. Um, and, and smaller, on the smaller side, but of course nowadays they're all more. But. but finally getting his uh, call up to the main roster because he was in NXT for a long time. I mean, good, solid pick. Yes, he does know the business. He is one of Triple H's disciples. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a real good pick. Yeah, man. So we got Cody and, and Tomasa Champa. Uh, for my third pick, um, I think um, when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be the biggest outbreak of uh, future stars um, because he comes from a pedigree of a – Dang you. I already know what you're going to say. Dogface Grimler. Rah, rah, rah. And he also has an uncle that's the big booty daddy. And I'm talking about Braun Breaker himself. Braun Breaker. You know what? I actually thought you were going with someone else when you started talking that talk. But uh, Braun Breaker did cross my mind, um, given that he's not a WWE universal and our undisputed champion. Um, but he's a current 
uh, champion. He is a proven is the word I was looking for. Uh, champion, Ron Breaker, man, that is a, a great pick. Um, in fact, he was making my list and then you took him. So I'm not going to choose him, it. But yeah, Ron Breaker, man. So you do got some power now, man. You got size, you got some speed and athleticism. Uh, Bron Breaker, man, that's a great pick. Again, someone with knowledge of the background. He he still needs to work on his math, but other than that, he can get it done in the ring for sure, man. So with that said, I think I'm going to go ahead. I mean, looking at the roster now, I mean, it's 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 tough because I mean, obviously, some of the bigger stars have been champions. The ones that that you kind of look at and you're like, oh man, I think I think I want this person. But so I'm going to go with somebody that is on the up and up that is getting his start, that does have a pedigree background. And it's the one I thought you were going to say, but uh, everyone's got to have a Samoan on their team. I'm going with Solo Sakai for my third pick. So I'm kind of diverse a little bit. So I got a little big, somebody that's young, he's green, but man, he's a tough, tough cookie for sure. Yeah, Solo Sakai, I mean, ever since uh, he made his debut on the main roster, it started off slow, which... Uh, I expected because you know you do have the tribal chief and you do have the Usos and Sami Zayn, so you know it's finally picking up where you know he's getting a little more involved and he's getting more matches. I mean, he is um, the brother of the Usos, um, so solid, good pick. Um, yeah, he's still a little green, you can tell a little bit, um, but the potential's there, you know, to be to be. Um, I'm not going to say a main event guy yet, but for sure, mid-card uh, level uh, talent for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I I, I feel the same way as of right now, mid-card. Um, I don't think we can go anything past that um, based on what we see, you know, as the product that we see on TV right now. Uh, Fanboy Dave, we're going to wrap it up with our fourth pick. And this is probably going to be your team captain, I would imagine, just like we talked about with, Austin HBK being our last picks. Um, and you still have not chosen a current or former active roster champion. Well, so let's break it down. I, Who we I, got, I, mean, boy? I, I think you think that I would pick the tribal chief because he is the longest reigning undisputed champion. But however, my captain of this team is a revolutionary. A visionary and the only man that Roman Reigns cannot be, and that's Seth freaking Rollins. Unbelievable. Again, just like HBK, this is so predictable. Uh, I'm not going to lie, actually. I, I can't say that statement because I was holding my breath thinking that you were going to pick my team captain. But obviously you would pick Seth Rollins based on his, uh, his swatch material, I would say, that he picks out uh Seth freaking Rollins not bad but not good I'm messing with you family Dave that's a great pick Seth freaking Rollins in fact he led some people obviously he went away from that of course he's we were talking about last week's show 10 years ago with the shield so he can definitely work as a team uh player he can be I mean he can be a team player until well, of he course to, he can. Until, until he wants to stab you in the back with a chair of course he can. He is the reason the shield was successful. He was the architect. He built the shield and he broke the shield down. That's why he is my captain. And that's uh, why my team would win. Well, I'm hoping, like I said, I hope he doesn't take a big chair to the back of Austin Theory, Braun Breaker, and, and Omas. So you better hope he doesn't because your team could be in some trouble. 
Um, so Seth Rollins is going to be Fanboy Dave's team captain. And uh, I'm going to end it up with mine. And so some of the people kind of ran through. I was thinking, man, Randy Orton would make a good team captain. But now nah, I'm not going to go in. Mad Cat Moss would be kind of nice to have on my team. Someone big and strong that can uh, lift Omos up off the ground. But now nah, I'm not going to go with him. You thought I was going to go Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. I'm not going him. Drew McIntyre would be a good pick. Big E, of course, he's not, he's on the active roster. He's just inactive right now. No, so, I gotta, so I'm thinking who could be my champion? Who could lead this team to victory? And of course, you know who that is. And that's someone that destroys Seth freaking Rollins. And that is the beast incarnate. Brock Lesnar is going to be my team captain because for obvious reasons, again, a legitimate uh, badass that could hurt people. Don't need him to survive much. I just need him to wear people and break people down, especially when you have that big tree. And of course, with Austin Theory, I mean, it's kind of like Conor McGregor. It's like what, what Brock Lesnar said about him. He's like, man, my leg weighs 185 pounds. So you just, I'm not want, you just want my team to go to Suplex City. That's why you picked it. That, that's all I want, man. I, you know, I would love to see. And maybe we get this fanboy Dave next year. Who knows? Do Could we ever see Braun Breaker and Brock Lesnar? How fun oh, would that be? That would be nice. That'd be yeah, nice. No, good, 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 solid uh, team that you have there. I mean, if I had to guess, I think my old school team would win and. Yeah, you might have a shot. Oh, here we go. The current roster to beat me. So we be a one-one tie. Man. Well, hey, y'all decide, guys. Uh at Fanboy Dave on the Twitter um is going to be our brothers of the discussion. Uh this was fun, man. We should do this type of stuff more often. Kind of gives people some of our thoughts. And again, not so many, not so much people that I would be buying their shirt, but man, when you're talking about some strategy and you're talking about people that could win for you. Uh, I just felt like those guys could could help me possibly uh, get the match and get it get it done. Um, hey, let's just jump right into Survivor Series because uh, of timing. We're going to kick things off with uh, – let's just go right at it. Women's SmackDown Championship match, Shotzi and Ronda Rousey. Obviously, to me, is this is a no-brainer. Ronda Rousey gets the win. How could you not? But, but then again, Liv Morgan did beat her, you know. Um, so I don't want to say it's a slam dunk. But it's a slam dunk. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey retaining her title um, for the women's WWE SmackDown Championship match. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I think uh, this is just a match they put on there just to put an extra match. I mean, to have Ronda Rousey on the card will uh, probably get more people to watch and things like that. But, I mean, Shotzi's not a number one contender for the SmackDown Championship. So I don't think this match is going to last no more than five, 10 minutes, but yeah, the best woman on planet gets the dub. You think Shayna Baszler gets involved in somehow, whether that's for or against Ronda Rousey, or do we see any involvement with her? No, because if, if Shayna needs to get involved, then that's just saying that Ronda Rousey is vulnerable and is not the best woman on planet or your SmackDown champion. I, I don't think Shayna needs to get involved for Ronda to win. No, but you don't think there's any jealousy or anything like, you know what? I, I want that title. Like, I'm tired of No, that. the only thing I could see shadow. possibly, but um, we could talk about that on a future podcast. The only way they could have, have that, that would have to be uh, Shannon Baszler winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And we'll definitely be there in San Antonio, Texas at the end of uh, January there. 
So we could see that. Hey, we're going to move along. We're going to go with AJ Styles with the OC. Of course, that's Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Mia Yim versus Finn Balor with the Judgment Day, of course. And that's going to be Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley. I'm thinking um, we get Judgment Day to go one up on them. I think they're going to get put over uh, and continue that climb. Maybe there's a few down the road with Edge again. Um, that still hasn't been really closed out. So, yeah, Finn Balor and the Judgment Day, I think they get things done against AJ Styles and the OC. Well, is this um, – is me – oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm trying to jump to the women's match. I do apologize. Yeah, the Judgment Day just had the OC's number. What I would like to see, though, is if the Judgment Day does, in fact, get this win, maybe a little dissension between – uh Luke Gallows and AJ not to say that they're gonna break up but to be like man we got to do something because they got our number I mean anytime we try to do something they always get the upper hand but yeah I agree uh Judgment Day is probably gonna get the W as well yeah we're gonna have to see what happens and what transpires out of that let's go jump straight in the bloodline and the Usos of course that's gonna be uh the Usos obviously and then the bloodline would obviously be uh, Sami Zayn, uh, Solus Kai, and the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns, taking on the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Of course, we know KO came out uh, this past Friday on SmackDown um, and got involved uh, with this storyline. And so those five, Brawling Brutes, Hollins and Butch, of course, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre is going to have a tag team partner that in Kevin Owens. Again, taking on the bloodline. I love this match because we finally get to see the bloodline work as a true unit other than just interfering in some matches and walking down the ring. They're actually getting a chance to compete with each other. I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be, um, he's going to be helpful, but I just don't think that's going to be enough to take on the bloodline. You still have to carry that storyline out with the bloodline and get to where you're going. Um, I just don't think it's here at Survivor Series we see a destruction or a defeat on the bloodline. Yeah, this match is going to be good because, you know, there was rumors out there that Kevin Owen was uh, nursing an injury so that he might have to get replaced in this match. But uh, luckily, it looks like he's working through it or maybe it wasn't as serious. Um, but yeah, the bloodline, still top of the food chain, having all the momentum. I mean, the only thing that I could see where they almost get is they still have Sammy and Jay jaw jacking at each other. That almost makes them lose. But at the end of the day, I mean, um, the bloodline's still going to win. And uh, it's probably going to be Roman who gets the cover probably on the Kevin Owens uh, to uh, claim victory um, at war games for the bloodline. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that match because, again, for what it was worth, I think, uh, you know, KO and Roman Reigns has worked together in the past. Drew McIntyre's worked with Roman Reigns in the past. The Brawling Brutes, I thought, had a decent match against the Usos. I really thought that the, it exceeded my expectations. Didn't know what to expect out of it. I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. So I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a good competitive match. We'll just have to see what it where the cards play out. Um, and of course, fanboy Dave, uh, we have the women's match. We have damage control, Nikki Cross, and Rip Rhea Ripley, which Rhea Ripley has already been um 
in the storyline with AJ Styles. And then they're taking on Mia Yim, who's also with that AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson match. And somehow they're submitted themselves into this match as well. Um, of course, Mia Yim is going to be with Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, and a to be determined our tag partner. What do you what do you see that transpires out of this match? They have to either come out tonight on Monday Night Raw or they have to come uh, on Friday Night SmackDown because I just don't think people would watch um, without knowing first who it is. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they have to have uh, the person revealed so that they can promote it even more, even on social media. So... Um, Especially if it's on the current, especially if it's on the current roster, in the sense that they're like legitimately on the roster right now, competing week to week. If they're going to do a surprise, I don't see WWE doing that. But maybe we'll, we will find out because we're going to have Oscar and Rhea Ripley taking on one another tonight, and so we got somebody from each team taking on. And so I'm looking forward to that match on Raw tonight. And so we could see somebody, like you said, could come out and and. Uh, you know, be announced as the fifth member of that team. But then again, well, it just, it it just makes sense. Team. It just makes sense because Kevin Owens came out, you know, yeah. uh, on Friday. So they have the full team up. So yeah, it just makes sense. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. But you know, the element of surprise, WWE likes to do that too. But uh, who would you hope this is? If, if Fanboy Dave was not so much um, booking per se, but who do you would like to see if this was a comeback story of somebody coming in? I mean, it only makes sense to be Becky Lynch because prior to her getting injured after she had lost to Bianca Belair and looked like they made up, looks like she was going to be part of the whole uh, taking on damage control. Uh, so, I mean, that's who I think it's going to be. I mean, I know I told you off air that, you know, some people said it could be Charlotte or, you know, some people say AJ Lee. Um, but I mean, I just think Becky makes more sense just because she would have started the feud if she had not got hurt in that match. No, you're right. That was at SummerSlam, and uh, I just kind of lost a uh, touch on that for a second. But you, but you're right. Definitely could be somebody that could you could insert there easily. So we'll, I mean, we'll have to see. I, I'm definitely looking forward to Survivor Series. I, I'm not so high on the card as a, as a, as a whole, to be honest. I mean, we just got four matches planned. Of course, we don't have any titles um, up for grabs other than the Ronda Rousey uh, SmackDown Championship, but uh, I'm definitely going to tune in. I mean, you cannot not tune in if you're a WWE fan, so definitely going to tune in there um, and and just kind of hopefully you will exceed some expectations here uh, for Saturday there in Boston. Um, I'm with you. I'm thinking uh, going back to what you had talked about, it could definitely be Becky Lynch. I, I can't imagine not being somebody if it was somebody else, uh, hopefully it would definitely surprise us all. Um, but we've seen this surprise, right? We have already seen this surprise when Bianca Belair last the previous SummerSlam to uh to her. Um, and so you had that surprise. So now you're getting another surprise, but a lot of people hold Becky um uh, pretty high. So we'll have to see. Uh, I definitely can't wait to see Charlotte uh, come back. Uh, think that she's needed right now. Uh, and so I, I don't see it there, like you said, but hopefully here soon, maybe we get her at the rumble match. So, yeah, but um, I'm picking um, Bianca's team to win regardless, whoever the fifth member is uh, to be damage control. Is it because of the um, guess 
uh, I wouldn't say guess, but the the mystery tag team partner. Do you think it's because of them that puts them over, or do you think you can insert pretty much anybody and they're going to win? No, I'm just saying um, with whoever it is that um, they're just going to have Bianca's team go over because I mean, Damage Control has um, has had their number uh, lately, and you know if you're wanting to um, continue the feud with Damage Control and uh, Bianca, uh, you have to have her win a match as well, too, with her team. Well, it's definitely going to go down, guys. Uh, the WWE Survivor Series pre-show begins 7 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we're in Central Texas time, so it's 6 p.m. our time uh, with the pre-show. And, of course, an hour later, the main card starts. So uh, we'll probably get a, uh, you know, a match before, you know, for the kickoff show. We might get a match squeezed in there. Of course, you guys can watch it on Peacock. For the premium live event um everywhere but the united states you can actually get it on the wwe network um which people still as fanboy dave told us in the philippines the disney plus channel is holding that um uh, which is pretty cool and uh yeah that's where you can look at it again this is going to be at the tv garden in boston um so we should have some fun here tonight and um man after this we kind of get kind of uh, kind of have a little slow period until we get to january and then uh man the season really kicks off in in january doesn't it when we go to the wwe world rumble january 28th there in san antonio texas but i don't want to uh definitely overlook survivor series because oh, there could be something great that comes out of this for sure um um you know survivor series like you had said it's still one of the staple premier live events which you know, um, it's a good thing that, you know, Triple H is still keeping um, that we know of, of of the four, which is, you know, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, uh, WrestleMania, and um, well, help me out here. I'm losing the fourth one. Yeah, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Thank you, yeah. SummerSlam. So, yes, um, definitely glad that those are staying uh, put for now. As we can say, I mean, I don't see them ever taking one of the – top four away but yeah definitely um once survivor kicks in then before you know it it's wrestlemania season because when january gets around everybody gets excited and then it's it's the road to wrestlemania so um yes really excited about this survivor series just because it's a war games and you're gonna have those two rings and it's just gonna be very unorthodox i mean yes i've seen it on nxt war games but when it's on the main roster i mean it's just uh uh putting everything up on a on a higher level for sure yeah no doubt hey uh before we take off uh i, I figure we have one little twist a little bit more fun something that i didn't prep you up for by any means but um just on uh the bleacher report they had uh the top 20 best matches of the survivor series to date and this is just something kind of pulled up and looked at um i just wanted to get your thoughts on the number one, uh, in their opinion, of the best Survivor Series match, and it actually came from 2002. Uh, it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Rod Van Dam, Booker T, Kane, and Chris Jericho. This was, uh, as you know, the first ever Elimination Chamber match. What did you think about that match? Do you remember that night? Is that uh, the one where, uh, where RVD uh, hit Triple H in the throat and almost killed him? Yeah. <laughs> It was, man. Uh, RVD, of course. I, I I love RVD. Just cool. Just, just chill, relax. I mean, he was riddled before riddle was riddle. So, 
but they're saying, you know, of course, Triple H was facing off with his former uh, partner, Shawn Michaels, at the end. Um, and they went at it and seeing uh, Michaels actually, uh, you know, win the title after after his absence uh, made the event that much more uh, special that night. But uh, yeah, man, would you what, what do you think about that? Now, it's not a traditional Survivor Series match, of course, being the first elimination match. But how do you stack that with the best? I mean, they're saying that is the best Survivor Series moment. I mean, may I mean, since it's not traditional Survivor Series, I mean, I would probably say it wasn't because um, uh, my favorite—I I don't know if it was the best, best—but um, when it was, was it the Hart Foundation? Versus Jerry the King Lawler because uh, Bret Hart stuck his foot in Jerry the King Lawler's mouth, <laughs> which was funny. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, I, I think that was probably like my favorite as far as like just being entertained um, when you had uh, Bret Hart's team versus Jerry the King Lawler's team um, as far as that goes. But I mean, if you have to say the best ever, I would have to say the debut of The Undertaker. I mean, that's the best Survivor Series dominant the way he scared the fans. They didn't know what to do. The kids were frightened by him and Ted DiBiase bringing him out. I mean, that has to be probably the best Survivor Series uh, to me personally. No, I agree. And that was 1990. It was the dream team versus the million dollar team. And of course I know that because Undertaker has been my favorite since I was a kid. And yeah, it was Ted DiBiase. It was the honky tonk man, Greg Valentine. And they were taking on Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware and the Hart Foundation, which would have been Jim Emble Nightheart and Bret Hart. And yeah, the Undertaker comes out with Brother Love and Undertaker just dominates. But yeah, you cannot mention Survivor Series without thinking about the debut of the Undertaker. So yeah, that has to be one of my favorite matches uh, for sure when you think about the uh, Survivor Series. One of the, just before we go, and I know I'm kind of ramble on just a minute, uh, but they're talking about the best singles match was Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in 96 in Madison Square Garden. They're talking about that one is as far as memorable and um, one of the best matches at Survivor Series. I mean, all this could be debatable for sure. Yeah, I think present day, the best Survivor Series for like uh, people listening that maybe a little bit younger uh, was whenever they did the the three teams in NXT one with your boy, Adam Cole. Baby. Um, I mean, I mean, just how these superstars that are now in the main roster, I mean, Adam Cole's not wrestling right now. He's with another organization, but they are saying he does have uh concussion, so he might be done, but that's for another story. I'm surprised but, you didn't say Psycho Sid and Shawn Michaels in 96 for the championship there uh, with HBK, you know. But Psycho yeah. Sid won the cha- championship, the new WWE championship. I know that's probably why you didn't mention it, because Shawn Michaels lost that one. Yeah, so. watch it. But no, just <laughs> to show, uh, see that um, some of these other superstars that were on the NXTs, our main event players now, like Rhea Ripley. Uh, she is the glue to make the Judgment Day. I mean, I know you like the Judgment Day a little bit more now because you were saying it was getting stale when she was out with that injury, but she makes them legit. But um, that's yeah, what I, I would it. say was a good uh, Survivor Series when it was Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Yeah, no doubt, man. I agree with you. Well, guys, you can catch the show, like I said, this Saturday, November 26th on the WWE Network. If you're out of the States, if you're in the States, uh, you can definitely stream it on Peacock. Uh, but this is uh, going to be it. This is episode 21 with Fanboy Dave and Big Kev. And we will see you next week. See ya! See ya.